0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Jake. My name is Dr. Jake Tucker, and we're coming to you today with another message of health, hope, and wholeness. Here on the south side of Lincoln, coming from Good Life Family Chiropractic, if you're dealing with a lack of health, if you do not have hope and you need wholeness, then pick up the phone and call our office, 402 413 8825 again that's 4138825 you can visit my website at goodlifefamilychiropractic.com we are here for you every single weekday morning trying to give you everything that you need to be healthy. The things that God created for us, we're here to teach you about. And so these last couple of weeks, we've been going through the leading causes of death and how they're lifestyle preventable and how, in many cases, you can begin to reverse them naturally through the principles brought to us by by God Almighty through the five essentials. And so what those are, just real quick, not the causes of of death, the causes of health. Number one is mindset. Recognizing what true health is, creating peace, removing stress. That's number one. Number two is your central nervous system. Keep that healthy and health flows from above down inside out. Number three, we look at your nutrition. If you are not getting the right nutrients, if you're not getting healthy whole foods, that's going to interfere with the expression of health and life and vitality in your body. Number four, getting enough oxygen into your body. And then number five is removing any interference through toxins from your body. And then when you look at all five of those categories at a whole, you end up finding every single cause of disease and every single pathway back to health. And so what we're, what we're looking at is we've looked across the CDC's list and the best, best research out there on what the leading causes of death are. And so again, Today, I'm going to have to jump off of the CDC's list because they failed to report on the eighth leading cause of death in the United States. So we went through number one, we covered cardiovascular disease. That was the first episode that we covered. And you can look back uh, two Fridays ago for the initial episode on that. Then we looked at cancer and as the second leading cause of death approaching and suspected to overtake cardiovascular disease this year. Number three, we looked at unintentional injuries, accidents, traumas uh, that create death. And we looked at reaction time and its role in that and how we can uh, bring that up and actually make someone healthier. We looked at stroke when we were looking at cardiovascular disease. And so then yesterday, we looked at Alzheimer's disease and diabetes. And we looked at those together because Alzheimer's disease has been linked in the research. It's now being called type 3 diabetes. It's a sugar and an insulin issue. And we covered that and what you can do about that uh, to prevent that in yesterday's episode. So feel free to go back and look those up. You can download those episodes wherever you find your podcast, but make sure you're joining us every morning here on KCRO to find out what you can do in order to stay healthy when it comes to virtually every single chronic disease. So number eight on the list Uh, And this is not according to the CDC's list here, the National Center for Health Statistics list. They completely ignored this one, just like they ignored the leading cause of death, death by medicine, over a million deaths just about every single year. And just 440,000 of those coming from emergency room errors. And again, I do not blame our healthcare professionals for this. It's not their fault. They are the best in the world at what they do. And what they do best is disease management, symptom management, and keeping you from dying in an emergency. What they are not trained in is health and in wellness and lifestyle prevention. That's not what they get training for. You just look at what their classes are. It's all pathology and it's all medication and it's all these different diagnoses classes to try to give them the best chance to give you the best medication so that your symptoms don't interfere with you living your life the way that you want to is that the best way to get you healthy? Absolutely not. That's just the way that we've adopted as a society to that we've turned to. And how did that lead? Well, number 1, it leads to the most expensive healthcare system in the world. As 5% of the world's population, we take 74% of the world's drugs. We spend $11,000 per person every single year on healthcare, and that money It comes right out of your pocket. Over the age of 65, the average jumps to $25,000 per person per year. And by the age of 80, 80% of Americans are in a nursing home. They have scoliosis. They have multiple of these chronic diseases that kill most people. And most people don't make it to 80. That's just the average number. We have people that get past 80 that pull that number up on the other side. And really, we are doing just as bad as we were doing 100 years ago, except we've removed accidental deaths from children and babies. We've made the birth process a little safer so that infant mortality rates have gone down. But even with that, our infant mortality rates and our maternal mortality rates are underperforming most of the other industrialized country in the world. And you look at the system as a whole and what has it led to, well, number eight on our list is one specific type of medication. It's called opioid medication. Some of you have seen the term opioid epidemic. It is wrecking our country. People are getting addicted to these opioid medications as a pain reliever for simple traumas, things that didn't break bone, things like ankle sprains or you know, a mislocated shoulder. They've, they're being given these super strong opiate class medications And they get addicted to them, and then they are asked to come off of them. And so then they go out and they seek these drugs from elsewhere, oftentimes ending up on a stronger drug, like heroin. Heroin's the next drug. And that that one's for people that have money on the street. Oftentimes, they don't have enough money to get this drug, and so they turn to much more dangerous drugs. They'll end up on cocaine, and it just... it even if they don't end up on that pathway, even the opioid drugs themselves, the ones that are approved by the FDA are being taken and they're actually killing people. Over 80,000 people died last year. And that number has gone up every single year for the last 20 years. Purdue Pharmaceuticals declared bankruptcy because of the lawsuit that they lost in regards to this. Is, it, is there ever a time and a place to take an opioid medication? I would say, yes, there probably is. But if you can avoid it, I strongly recommend that you do everything in your power to do so. If you know anyone that's on an opioid medication and hasn't seen a chiropractor to see if there's a way to get out of pain without medication, then call now, 402-413-8825. So let's dive into opioids a little bit more, shall we? What what's the main use for opioids? Opioids are essentially just an answer for pain. It's only for pain, but they're extremely addictive and they really should have a black box warning on it because of how dangerous this is. But pain is actually a healthy signal. Pain is not the enemy. If it's chronic pain, absolutely, we want to get rid of it. But at the end of the day, if all we're doing is looking at pain as the problem, we're completely missing the point. God designed pain inside of us to tell us that something's going wrong. And if whatever your method is of addressing the thing that's going wrong is incorrect, the pain will stay there so long as there's an inability for the body to heal. And healing at its root is a central nervous system process. If the central nervous system is being interfered with, it will not heal your body correctly. I, saw, I see this every day of the week. I saw just last week, a patient come through the office in excruciating pain that had never appropriately been dealt with. She had a tethered spinal cord. It had been tethered down at her tailbone. And so they released it surgically But the pain that she was experiencing wasn't just from the tethered spinal cord. She had spine damage. She had bulging discs. She had arthritis in her spine. So the pain wasn't the thing that was going wrong. It was the thing that was preventing her from living her life. And the opioid medication was there just suppressing the pain. And in fact, by taking the medication, she was allowing her body to do things that it shouldn't do. Because of the damage. And so then, when we began to intervene in her spine, her pain levels went up appropriately because we were dealing with the cause of her pain. And even though the adjustments were helping, she wasn't able to deal with it because she'd become so dependent on the opioids that when they didn't work, her body didn't know how to respond except elevate her capacity to receive pain signals. That is a disaster. That is utterly a disaster. And we look at the intervention. The intervention isn't the problem. The opioid medication is ultimately the problem. The dependency is a major part of the problem. And so we need to start looking not at these medical pain specialists for the answer to our pain. We need to start addressing the cause of the problem and looking at your central nervous system. So what does that mean when we look at the central nervous system? We have to look at how that works as a whole, not just the brain, not just the spinal cord, not just the nerve roots, but the whole thing together. The whole thing works together all the time. Signals are running up and down, they're looping into the spinal cord and then back out the nerve. They're looping up and down from the brain in the spinal cord, looping out from the ner- from the spinal cord to the nerve to the organ cells and tissues at the other end. And if that's interfered with anywhere along that pathway, it can create issues. And so ultimately what we have to do is we have to assess the whole thing. And that starts with a full assessment. Number one, we need to look at how you hold your body in space. And so this lady who had the tethered spinal cord that had the surgical intervention was on the opioids. She was not holding her body well in space. She was leaning too far forward. She was off to the side, tipped over to the side, couldn't hold herself level. Or when we were looking at the side, straight up and down, she was stuck too far forward. She was stuck over to the side. And so we began there. We knew that our brain wasn't firing properly because of that alone. That's enough. And you can check that on a bilateral weight scale or you can just look in the mirror and just look at your posture. Is the, is the shoulder on the right the same height as the shoulder on the left? Is the head too far forward from the shoulders? Those are things that we look at to see how the brain's functioning. Then we look at motion. ATP is produced in your brain, provided to your brain by the motion in your spine. So if that's restricted... If you can't bring your chin to your chest, if you can't look up and back at the ceiling, if you can't bring your ear to each shoulder, then we know that you're not getting enough ATP in your brain, so your brain's misfiring. Then we look to see if there's spasm around the spine. Spasm or edema will tell us where there's problem areas in the spine, again, telling us that it's misfunctioning, meaning that there's restriction, meaning that we're seeing a decreased capacity in the prefrontal cortex in the brain by as much as 60%. Then from there, we look at SEMG. This SEMG is a lot like an EKG for your heart, except it tells us where in your spine the nervous system is misfiring. And that tells us where we need to go on x-ray. X-ray shows us what the problem is if we're dealing with the bulging disc, if we're dealing with arthritis, we can pick that out and where that's most likely to be based off of what we're seeing on the x-ray and that also gives us the pathway to correction gives us the restriction that we need so not adjusting certain things giving us exercises to do to strengthen those joints but then working around it to actually be able to get improved brain function if you've not had a chiropractor assess you for those things assessing for structural correction to improve the neurological function that's what we specialize in in my office you can call my office 402 402- We're here six days a week, here to help you. Call now. Again, that's 413-8825, and we're standing by to help. I'm Dr. Jake. I'll see you again tomorrow for another episode of Ask Dr. Jake.